0: this is the stacy on sports podcast show basketball edition back-to-back episodes with your main host stacy Carter II, and with me this time is d mike YJR. what's up man hey what's going on man let's get it let's talk these hoops man yeah let's talk about who's a, a, a bit of a vintage episode on our part given that you know we're from that crown hoops, that crown hoops era. but uh yeah. don't Yeah, don't forget to check out our football episode with myself and Korea Lewis. But we're going to talk about college basketball. We got to bring it to the forefront. Who are we looking out for, teams, players, et cetera. The Celtics are off to a hot start. Are they the prohibitive favorites to win the NBA Finals? And Kyrie Irving is back. How would that affect the Nets going forward? But first, we got to talk about the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors. Not not an ideal start for them. They're seven and nine right now, eleventh in the West. Uh, Steph is doing his thing, but outside of Steph, it's been very rocky. People expect the Warriors to remain on top of of the West, or maybe even the NBA in general. Um, probably can be a back to back champion once again, but right now, it's not looking that good. So. What do what, what you think is going on with the Warriors? Like, What is their biggest flaw right now? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm glad you put it like that, their biggest, because they got multiple. I think their biggest flaw is I'm going to go with the bench, mm. not getting that type of production that you need from the, from the bench. Excuse me. Those young guys that you wanted to produce this year, Wiseman, mm-hmm. Moody, Kaminga. They're just not ready yet, man. They they haven't played a lot of minutes, and now you're trying to thrust them into the role where you had a Gary Payton second last year, a Juan Toscano Anderson. You're trying to thrust them into that role, and I don't think they're quite ready. I believe they have one of the lowest scoring benches in the league, and it's a shame when you have Steph Curry, who's technically playing at an MVP level right now, but you're not able to get that production with you. Another issue I think they have that's equally As important as their bench not being good enough is the defense. Last year, they were a top five defensive team in in the league. This year, they're a bottom five defensive team in the league in the year. And we all know, me, especially being a Laker fan, man, if you can't stop nobody, you're not going to win a lot of games. It doesn't matter what your stars' numbers look like at the end of the game. So I think those are the two biggest problems they have their bench and their defense and then if you want to go to a minor problem we can look at Clay Thompson in that starting oh, lineup. Man. Yeah, shooting a career worst 33% from three point range. He's just not the Clay we're accustomed to seeing, accustomed to seeing yet. Now, I am not in the boat of giving up hope on them too early. The West has been kind of mm, up and down. It's not there's no real huge standout. The Jazz had took off But I think we all kind of knew they were going to fall back down the earth. I think they're sitting at around 10 and 6 now. So they're starting to come back towards the pack. So the West is still up for grabs, in my opinion. I think Clay still has time to at least – he may not be the defender that he once was, but I got to believe that a shooter like him, one of the best shooters of all time, will be able to get that three-point percentage up and be more of a factor for them offensively. But early, it's the bench and the defense, man. They got to get that together or it's going to be a long season.
0: Yeah, right now they're fourth in the NBA in offense. As you mentioned their defense is towards the bottom. 28th overall in defense. 28th? 28th and 24th in rebounded. And those two things that you pointed out the bench and the defense. First of all, I want to fault the defense first. Like the defense that fell all the way off. You essentially have the same players minus Gary Payton, minus Toscano Anderson. Um, I wish they would have kept Gary Payton. He was very vital for them defensively, but at the same time, you could kind of thrust other guys in that spot and have them make an impact defensively. So they got to do something on defense. Um, I'm looking at Wiseman's development. I figured that he would be that next, the next big man for the Warriors, like the Andrew Bogut, Zaza Pachulia type impact, um, mm-hmm. with, with, with you know a little bit of scoring flair. But they gave him a, a, a G League assignment, and I don't know what's going on with that. It's been an odd start for his career with the Warriors since day one. Um, he was one of those players I was looking at for the Warriors that, all right, he could probably be coming up. And then Kaminga hasn't taken that next step yet. Moody hasn't taken that next step yet. Um, so maybe as the season goes on, those guys, you know, they'll get better because maybe they just need more reps. And, you no, know, they're only 16 games in. But right now, right. those guys need to step up. Um, Clay Thompson, we – I think me and you – Didn't expect him to be, you know, Clay like back then, like early two thousand and ten, Clay Thompson. But uh, him shooting awful, just awful from three. Russell Westbrook is shooting three three pointers better than Clay Thompson right now.
1: All the six man of the year. Don't get me six
0: man of the year, six man of the year. But that's very telling of how Clay is doing. Uh, Steph. Like I said, Steph is doing his thing. Everybody else being, you know, kind of the same. But that, that defense needs to step up. One, or
1: one thing we forgot to mention, too, Jordan Poole has fell off a little bit percentage-wise. And a lot of people were kind of talking, what do you think about this? Do you think the whole incident between Draymond and Jordan Poole, because Steve Kerr was talking the other day, and I was watching them interview him, and he said he felt like the team just wasn't together right now. Do you think there's still something lingering from that overhead as far as chemistry issues between Draymond Green? And is he able to still beat Draymond Green? Because, you know, this is the first time it's actually boiled over to the point where, like, everybody was like, wow, this is super excessive. I mean, we could talk about him kicking people in the nuts in the playoffs and whatnot, but this this was crazy. This was on another level, and we, a level and we had the footage. So do you think there's still, like, a – a cloud over the Warriors in that sense of trying to figure out how that's going to go, especially with contracts coming up this offseason.
0: Um, I I didn't think there would be a cloud past like maybe like a week or two after the incident. So mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, all y'all grown men, y'all should just shake hands, you know, and just keep on moving. I think it's the fact that you know Jordan Poole is under pressure now. He got that big money, yeah. Uh, so he probably pressing a bit, and then. For Draymond Green, like you said, he's under a contract here. That could easily, he can easily move on from the Golden State Warriors. As a matter of fact, I, I think the Warriors should probably think about moving on from Draymond Green. It's, it's like kind of over. I mean, he's still putting up similar stats. Like, he has been his whole career, and, you know, he's still a vital part of the offense. But um, with them, got to keep the young guys, got to keep Steph. Probably, they're probably going to try to keep Clay too. He's going to be the odd man out in that situation. You know, they also pay Andrew Wiggins, too. Who, yep. who you know, me, Andrew Wiggins, it's like he's still that kind of that same Andrew Wiggins. Like, I, was, I would think that he would average 20, especially with him being like that. It's, with Clay going down, it seemed like he should be the unquestioned second best player, the second option on offense. And he's around 18 points per game. So, even that too, as far as scoring, Andrew Wiggins need to step up. But I don't think I don't think it's the situation. It happened. They should have been able to move on. I just think that is the pressure for Jordan Poole to be like last season. And it's pressure for Draymond to still prove that he's a, a vital part of the Warriors and he's not, you know, that eye man out because of that situation.
1: Right. And I think this playoffs, well, if they make the playoffs, I I still undoubtedly believe they'll make the playoffs. Shit. I picked them to win the whole thing. So I hope they make the playoffs. I did, I did. I picked them to win the whole (laughs) thing. I felt good about them. I thought the young guys were gonna take a step. We ain't gonna get into that. But I do think the playoffs is going to be it's gonna be very paramount. You know, we're gonna be looking at Draymond Green's performances in the playoffs. We're gonna be looking at Clay Thompson's. Um, performances in the playoffs, and I think that's a lot of that is going to go into their decision of who they're keeping going forward and who they're going to need, because Draymond, we can say it's easily going to be Clay that's going to stay and they'll move Draymond. But, like you said, bottoming, rebounding, their defense is horrible. Do you want to get rid of the one guy that you know is going to come out here and put forth that defensive effort, that one guy that has chemistry with Steph gets him open with all those screens and things. So I think Draymond has a case. Now, obviously, I would probably more lean towards moving Draymond, but when it comes to chemistry and you trying to win now with Steph Curry the way he's playing, I think Draymond might have a case to end up staying with Golden State. So I just think it's going to be interesting seeing how that dynamic changes over the season headed
0: into the playoffs. My question is, how are they going? We know defense is the problem. How are they going to fix that exactly going forward? Or are they, are they just going to remain like a bad defensive team? Like, Do you have any idea how they can fix their problems defensively?
1: I don't. I mean, obviously, the, the thing you go to is trade, trade, trade off the rip. But the question is, can you, are you willing to move some of those young guys? To maybe bring in an established veteran who's maybe just a three and D player, or are you still betting on that upside of a Kaminga who should, who has the measurements, you know, to be a good defender, athletic, a Wiseman who should be a good defender, a move, who should be a decent defender? Do you bet on their upside and they get better across the season, or do you go find a guy who's ready right now? I think that's kind of what the front office for Golden State has to weigh out. And it's going to be interesting how long. Do you wait to figure that out? you like you said, they already sent Wiseman back to the uh G League. Excuse me. They already sent uh Moody back down. So mm-hmm. right now the confidence isn't high. They might be scouring them trade markets, looking for them buyout markets, looking for guys mm-hmm. to make a difference. But I think that's what you have to go to. You have to start looking at do we want to win now or do we want to build these young guys up with upside? I think it's win now with Steph playing the way he is.
0: I don't know about blowing up the team and getting rid of young guys. I'm on the train uh you need a mixture of both. You need like some yeah. vets, some winning vets, and then you need some young guys to keep the program going and that's what they have with Golden State. Like they have a championship team and they got young guys still developing. That's a rare, that's a rarity on right. a team, but I don't know, man. I think I think they should just keep on going. Like I said they 7 and 9. It's not too bad. Yeah. They, ain't, they ain't looking like the Lakers right now, but
1: Watch out! Watch
0: out! Bro. Come on! Hey, we
1: just one! Look,
0: look, man! Two game we, winning streak right now! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. two game winning streak! I one can't two. believe we celebrate Nick
1: <laughs> <laughs> over the Pistons! Come on, man! Hey, yeah. AD, thing
0: though. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. Thank you, AD, fantasy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but um, I, I think they just they should just keep it going. Just just keep it going yeah. and see what happens. But uh,
1: still, I'm with you.
0: Yeah! Yeah! 16 games. All right, let's move to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving will return to play with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, we all know what happened with him and his, you know, tweet and everything and the fallout of that. Uh, right now, the Nets, speaking of seven nine, they seven and nine as well. Tenth in the East. Uh, surprisingly, they still they're eleventh in defense right now, and uh, without Kyrie, they've been eighteenth um, in scoring. Um, mm. Kevin Durant, you know, he's 30 points per game. But after that, with that, take Kyrie out from it goes from 30 to 11 with, uh, <laughs> with Nick Claston. So, I, yeah, crazy. So obviously Kyrie is going to be important, at least offensively. So with them being seven and nine right now and 10th in the West and Kyrie's back, how would that affect? How would this affect the Nets going forward?
1: Well, I I think the Nets are in a similar, kind of similar situation to the Warriors we were just talking. The bottom of the East is still real close. A lot of teams with similar records. The only ones that are really standing out the celtics which we're going to get to later and probably the bucks at the top everything else is kind of close within range so like you said they've been they're 18th in offense right now kyrie immediately comes in and helps rectify that issue coming in he's giving you at least 24 to 28 points a game easily so i think that's going to help them it's going to put less of a burden on the guys now who you're asking to score more Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neill, those guys, it's going to put – it'll move them more naturally into their positions with Kyrie coming back in. I think the biggest thing we need to worry about with the Nets is it's going to be chemistry. How does the team react to what KD has said about them, saying, hey, look at my starting lineup and you expect me to win? How does the team react to Kyrie coming back another year where he's been in and out of the lineup? So luckily, it's still early. There's a lot of season left to go. Um, Kyrie's done all the things that the NBA deemed it was necessary for him to do to come back and play. So he should be back tonight um, when they play against the Grizzlies. So I think this will be good for them. I think this will definitely help their offense. Like you said, their defense is already up there. Ben Simmons just had his best uh, game of the season the other night. So hopefully that's something he can build off and trend forward. And he's in the starting lineup tonight with Claxton out. So Kyrie coming back is good for the team when you look at it just a basketball point. My only question will always be chemistry. Are they going to be mentally there? Are they still going to be able to – who's who's the leader for this team? Like, are, are they looking at KD as the leader of the things he said right now? I mean, he's supposed to be. But, you know, there's a lot of questions when it comes to KD's leadership. And we know Kyrie is not the leader of them. These are two guys that lead more so by what they do on the court, how they play, the buckets they put up. So, it's going to be interesting. I think the Nets are still – like, my, my question about them before the season start. who are the Nets – Right now, they've been a discombobulated team, bad chemistry. But now with Kyrie coming back, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons in the fray, you can play some defense. Can they make a run towards the bottom half of that East? I still think they can. I think Kyrie's only going to help that.
0: I think they can make a run. Obviously, like I said, with Kyrie back, they bring back that scoring punch. He's around 24 points per game, although he's shooting terrible from three. Terrible. He'll,
1: he'll, find, he'll find that though. Yeah,
0: he'll, he'll find will. it. He'll find it. Uh hopefully. Um, I think they'll they'll start winning more than they start losing. Jock Vaughn I always said that he should have been the coach after Kenny Atkinson. I don't know mm-hmm. why they will win with Steve Nash in retrospect, but they got the right coach in there right now. Uh KD's playing at a high level, Ben Simmons. Um, he's getting back to being Ben Simmons. So I think they're gonna be fine going forward. The question that I always have for the Nets, and it looks like they answering right now is defensively, defense, defensively, they not they haven't been that good since this KD Kyrie era. Now you have Ben Simmons to cover a lot of ground defensively. Kyrie don't have to guard anybody. Um Royce, it O'Neal. Should, yeah, and Royce O'Neill too. It should work better for the Brooklyn Nets going forward. It should. Uh, like the my question is, when it gets down to the playoff time, what's going to happen? Because they're going to make the playoffs. They're going right. to make it. I think they'll. I think they'll work them their way back into that top six range, so they won't have to be a play in team. But when it comes to playoff basketball against the teams like the Bucks and the Celtics, who swept them last year, mm-hmm. what are they going to do then? Um, will they all show up then? How would Ben Simmons look in those bright lights in the Brooklyn Nets uniform? Um, that's the biggest question I always have for the Nets. It's playoff time uh, regular season with Kyrie back, they're gonna be fine unless Kyrie just miss more games for some odd reason once again. They they they're gonna be cool. They're gonna be cool.
1: Do you do you think they're a championship
0: team? They like. Like a French championship team, like right now, I think their ceiling is the Easter Conference Finals. Okay, I think that's I, their ceiling right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, would, uh, I would probably agree with that. I think when they run into the Bucks, the Celtics, those teams that can really lock you down and make, right. uh, or I think they'll kind of run into some of the same problems they had last year. But hey, I I don't have a lot of confidence in Ben Simmons, but who knows what he can bring? Maybe they become one of those defensive teams you got to worry about, too. So we'll, we'll see. It's interesting. I, think, I agree, though. I think they're a fringe team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was wondering this about Kyrie. You know, it's been a, a rocky tenure with the Nets. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Nets treated him greatly with this whole controversy that he was under with the comments and, you know, the tweet and everything. Uh, I question the stability of the future with Kyrie with the Nets. What you think? Do you think Kyrie will be there for the long term, or should he be, like, trying to find his way out after the season?
1: Oh, he's a free agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) Unless (laughs) – I mean, unless they win a championship, which is exactly why I asked that question. Unless Uh they go in next year and win a championship, or, you know, they lose in the Western Conference final – I mean, excuse me, Eastern Conference finals and – seven game tough series game winning type of shot but everything started to click the defense was there the offense was there then maybe they revisited but I think anything less than that I think Kyrie Irving's a free agent the Nets wanted to move him I'm pretty sure of that um it it's just not working I mean KD was trying to leave at the end of the day and I'm sure the Nets would rather fight to keep KD than fight keep Kyrie Irvin so I think this is his last year with Brooklyn, barring something amazing, amazing success happening during the season. I think this is it. I think he's in the same boat. and oh, I'm, I'm I'm prophesizing here right now. I think Russell Westbrook, if he doesn't get traded, he's in the same boat too. I think unless the Lakers have an amazing year, which it doesn't look like they're going to have, I think he's a free agent as well. I think they're in the same boat. We might see a little swap I ain't saying it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't 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 think of it as too crazy. Russell Westbrook is kind of restoring his trade value. Yeah, definitely. We're coming off the bench right now. But not to switch the subjects. I think Kyrie's a free agent for sure. I think unless they win a championship, the Nets are gonna move on.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Unless they win a championship, or they at least at the very, very least, in order for Kyrie to stay, go to the NBA finals and show they don't have that potential, and maybe just like one or two players away. Yeah, he's gone. Like I said, I think they treated him poorly with this, right. whole, with this whole thing. And, you know, when when you when the organization don't have your back like that, then why would you stay around? Exactly. So, so if I'm Kyrie and we ain't go that far and I'm playing my heart out and everything, I've been there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably go to, uh, you know,
1: Hey, you know? <laughs> now let me ask you this as a follow-up to that. Let's yeah. say he has become a free agent. Is another team in the NBA going to offer him a max? Is mm-hmm. he a player? Now, I think that's because I think the Lakers, of course, would love to have him, but I don't know if they're looking at giving a Kyrie Irving a max, a max deal. So what do you think around the league? Do you think he gets a max deal next year? I mean, he's talented enough.
0: Maybe like a – I don't know, maybe like a short-term max, if that's Scott possible.
1: One like, plus one. Yeah. Something like that. Two plus one. Maybe something like that. Or a team option, maybe. I don't know. But I think that's going to be something to look at, too. What kind of money does he get offered, considering, you know, you just got to take into the fact you don't know how many games he's going to miss a year. You mm-hmm. have no clue. And he's still, even when he is healthy, he's still someone you have to worry about when it comes to injuries as well. And then when you think about how he plays as an individual he's not your typical point guard you know he's an assassin for hire he's out there to score so is that exactly what you need for your team so I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Nets can find a replacement because I mean even if you lose him and your chemistry becomes better let's just say that happens that's still about 25 points you just lost and right. and a guy who can bail you out in offensive situations. So I think that'll be interesting to look at this summer.
0: Yeah, definitely interesting. We'll see what happens. But right now he's with the Nets. Nets 7-9. They're not that far off. Let's see if they can win like the Boston Celtics who is leading the NBA right now. they got a 13-3 record that's coupled with a nine-game winning streak. they got seven players averaging at least 10 points per game including my boy Jason Tatum, who at 30 and right now is leading the way for MVP. Don't forget who told you that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you got Jalen Brown doing his thing coming in at 25. Um, despite them having, not having Maker make a Udoka head coach replacing them, they're winning. The question to be asked is, are they the prohibitive favorites to win the NBA finals right now?
1: I think right this second, you have to put them as the favorites right now. Like, there's no one out West right now that I can see beating the Celtics in a seven-game series right now. Even if we go back to last year, to the the finals matchup between them and the Warriors, a lot of us felt, and I felt, that the Celtics were still the more talented team. Ultimately, they weren't ready for that level. The greatness of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson overcame that. I think coming into this year – seeing the way they're playing right now one of the top offensive teams in the league you know they're always going to be there defensively like you said Jason Tatum's playing out his mind don't ever disrespect Jalen Brown because he's right there behind
0: right. yeah but I,
1: I do think they are the favorite right now I think it's easy to put them there um I wouldn't argue too much with you if someone said the Bucs the Bucs have been just as impressive even when Giannis isn't playing they've been handling teams no problem and their defense is always going to be there but I do think the Celtics are in the catbird seat right now. They're, you know, they're coming off losing in a championship. They probably feel like they should have won. They've got young players getting better. They've got the right amount of vets. They've got chemistry built up with this, within this team. I, I think they're going to, kind of like the Suns flew through the regular season last year, I think we're going to see the same thing from the Celtics. I think this is a 60-plus win team right here. Mm-hmm. And, yes, they are the favorite as of right
0: now. 60 plus wins. See that, yeah, that kind of scares me because when was the last time we seen a 60 plus win team win the NBA Finals? A good crowd wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's crazy that that doesn't happen. Uh, right now, they they are the slight favorites. Um, I think the Bucks are closer than people would say, especially mm-hmm. they don't have Chris Middleton right now. I think he's yep. still out. And, you know, when he come back, they just you know, it's going to be icing on the cake. But right now, yeah, they leading the way. They brought back pretty much the same team. And they only have Robert Williams right now. Robert Williams not even playing. And we all know that he affects them, especially defensively. We've seen how he was in the, in the playoffs. So, you know, when he come back and they still rocking like this, it, it's going to be crazy. I, they are leading the way um, in, in the West. I like you said. I don't, I don't see nobody beating them right now in the West. Maybe, right. maybe healthy. Maybe the Grizzlies. Maybe can do something with them because you know they got they 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 doing well real, real well still. Jaron Jackson Jr. is back. And I know yeah. um 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 John dealing with an injury right now, but you know if you come back sooner rather than later, that can build something up. And maybe talent wise, the uh Denver Nuggets maybe, okay. but. But I think the Celtics right now, it's like Celtics, Bucks, and everybody else's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right now. Basically. Basically. Hey, I, I will say in the West, right? Look out for this team. Don't ever forget this team now. Like I'm not saying they the championship team. I ain't saying all that. I'm saying well, who they got, they always got a shot. And that's why I picked them over the Suns last year in the playoffs. Watch out for the Mappers. Mm. I'm just saying, Lucas. Lucas playing on another level, too, right now. Don't get it twisted. I like what I'm seeing from Christian Wood. I was, you know, at first I was like, I don't really know how that's going to go. They're not even starting him. But he's been playing pretty good off the bench for them. Every time I check the box score or look at it, he's got 15, 18 points. So just watch out for the Mavericks, man. Watch out for them. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Look, man, we've been saying this for the past, yeah. what, two years? Look out for the Mavs. Look hey, out for the Hey, hey, yes. every
1: year they do something that surprises us a little bit more now. Just a well, little
0: yeah. bit more. I, yeah, I agree with that. But, man, for me with the Mavs, it's like everybody else. What yeah. everybody else going to do when it's, when it's time? We haven't seen Christian Wood in a big playoff game yet. That's true. So, well, I mean, yeah, they, they, they remain a dark horse. Mm-hmm. I, I give them that. And Luca is amazing. MVP too. Uh, he should be on MVP watch list, and, but I don't know, man. I just don't trust the Mavericks outside of Luka.
1: Yeah, the West. Every team right now has a little little something that you can say. Ah, I don't know about that. The Celtics seem pretty complete, and they're not even on. Yeah, complete, so.
0: right. Yeah, like I said, seven people in double figures right now. Seven.
1: seven. What's Brock averaging? How? I didn't even look at it. I think he's
0: around thirteen. Something like that.
1: Okay. And I know he's shooting high percentage from three in the floor. So yeah, man, they got a nice little squad. Brogdon was, a we talked about it. Brogdon was a huge pickup for them.
0: That was a huge yeah. pickup. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They, they They needed him too. They needed him. All right. For the final topic, we stepping outside of the world of NBA and we entering college basketball, college basketball is about a couple of weeks in now. You know, mm-hmm. it's been some, we've we seen some big gains off the bat. Um, Let's just talk about the overall picture of college basketball, players, teams that we are watching for, and take it from there. So who you got your eyes on this college basketball season?
1: All right, you want to do players or teams? Which I got them both now. Which hey, you
0: want? the floor let's, is yours. You can do both. Let's.
1: I, I'll go it. with the players first. I'll All go right. With the, um, you know, I could have went with the typical, the Drew Timmy, the, the seniors, the guy um, I forget right now of course, while we're recording, Kentucky right now, who got uh-huh. played to... I What's his name? Go ahead. You gotta... Oscar,
0: Oscar Sheeway.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have went with some of the... Those are the obvious ones. I know they're going to do what they do. I got a couple. So here are my honorable mentions. I want to shout out Cam Whitmore and Villanova, freshman. Maybe mm-hmm. one of the first one-and-done guys they've had in a while who's going to be in that lineup. Chris Livingston at Kentucky off the bench. Jordan Jelly Walker at a UAB. If you don't know who that is, you might want to go look up. Go check out his stats from that. year. I think he's averaging like 26 a game right now. So just somebody to keep in mind. And on Wallace, also at the University of Kentucky, uh, point guard, gets plays defense, can run the show. He might be another one and done. But here are my, like, top three guys. Those are the guys that I just kind of threw in there. Number one, I got Keontae George at Baylor, averaging 17 points a game. from three, he might be another one-and-done freshman type of guy. Um, Baylor's rank, they're definitely top ten. I can't remember their rank right now, but I think adding him to that team can definitely add a punch that they'll need for the NCAA tournament. Then I'm going to show some love all the way out in Eastern Michigan, even though they 0-3. Imani Bates trying trying to fix his career, get things back going, get his NBA stock going. If you don't know who that is, look it up. 6'10 guy averaging 23 points a game. Stupid range out the gym. Can shoot threes, put the ball on the floor. He's an all-around scorer. I think this is a, him and Noah Farrakhan out there in Eastern Michigan. They're going to have some things to say. Granted, they're 0-3. They might not have a great season, but it's definitely a dogfight fight. Anytime you're going to play a team like that. And my last guy. My last guy I want y'all to pay attention to, he's also on the team that I think will be winning the NCAA championship. Oh. Yeah, I, he's on the team. I think they've got the best starting lineup in college basketball. Caleb Love, man. Hey,
0: he has STM.
1: He in the tournament last year. I definitely think he's an NBA player. I'm hoping he makes that next step forward this year. I think UNC is prime for another championship run. Uh, He just got star potential, man. He just got star potential. The one thing I wanted to see him um, be better at this year was his three-point shooting. Um, He's not starting off too well, but it's early. Let's see how he gets into the rhythm. But I think Caleb Love is one of those impact players who can sway a game. So those are my top three. Keontae George, shout-out Imani Bates, and I'm going with Caleb Love out of UNC.
0: Yeah, and just as important, out of St. Louis, Missouri, yeah, all yeah, there you Louis go, Missouri doing this thing twenty points per game. I oh, want to add it.
1: <laughs> nah, I was about to say my bad I'm supposed to give
0: you the teams too. <laughs> oh, it's all good. We'll we'll, we'll double back to that.
1: We'll okay, yeah,
0: back go back. ahead. But um, um my I want to add uh, Jalen Wilson out of Kansas. Yes, uh, last year. Yeah, last year eleven points per game. This year twenty four point five, killing uh, it. Yes, Kansas top ten team. Now you know Kansas can we we going to talk about teams later but kansas and kentucky they always like that they got the roster but you know sometimes they get eliminated in sweet 16 don't make it to the final mm-hmm. four so can jalen wilson uphold that 24 points per game right now you know um, he got big responsibility on his shoulders and you know kansas once again is a dangerous team and Another play I want to shout out from North Carolina, from your back your backyard, out the BA Armando Banco. Yes, sir. Yeah, Armando Banco. We seen his grit, his toughness in the NCAA tournament. He was playing with an injury, but still was getting boards. Uh, his previous guy, I think, he had 15 and 15 double double machine. Mm-hmm. Right now, scoring 18 points per game. North Carolina's ranked number one in the nation right now. Um, can he and Caleb keep that up? Keep that chemistry up, and actually bring home a championship. His yep. health going forward and him returning is very vital to what North Carolina going to do this season. So, those two players, I'm definitely looking out for. And also, I do also want to shout out Imani Bates. Not for him impacting winning on his team, but him personally, like bringing mm-hmm. back up his draft stock. He was looked at as that. You know, then that, that guy, that next, the next one, the next phenom coming out of college, like on some, maybe not like Zion Williamson type height, but somewhere, somewhere up there in that stratosphere.
1: That, he he, he kind of reminds me of like yeah. a K-type of score, type of player.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, he had that, fell off, but now he's building that back up again. And, you know, hopefully he can keep that up because I'm, you know, I always want to see like young you know, black people, in this case, black male winning. I don't want to ever see them fall, especially when they have that talent, their aura. Right. You know, you want them to keep it up. You want them to win in life. So hopefully you can keep that up. All right, let's go ahead and get to the teams. So who are the teams that you're looking out for?
1: All right, so UNC is the obvious one. Oh, right. We've already talked right. about them. Caleb Love, Armando Beko, RJ Davis, another name to throw out there. They, they've got a team. They've got the chemistry. They've got a coach. UNC's going to be up there. Gonzaga's always going to be in the mix at the end of the day. Uh, I will never put money uh, on them in to win it all, <laughs> but you know they're going to be there somewhere around that Sweet 16, Elite 8, even maybe even Final Four, so just watch out for them. UCLA, Jamie Jr. Jr.'s back, um, Tiger Campbell's back. They've got some pieces out there. They made a run to the Final Four last year, so they're going to be dangerous. And then my two teams, you brought them up. Kansas, Jalen Wilson, Freak of nature right now. Also, Grady Dick, the freshman, 6'8", shooting, I believe, 50% from three. I, I think those two can carry them a long way into the tournament. But like you said, we'll see how deep they go. And then my last team, high-flying Houston, man. Houston going to put up buckets. They are going to play defense. They are going to get in transition. They are going to get in your face. And they are going to make it rock. So those are my top teams to look out for when it comes to winning a championship this year.
0: Yeah. My list was the same. Well, I didn't put those teams on my list because I, it was like obvious. It's obvious. we <laughs> looking out for that. I, I'm I don't buy into Gonzaga no more. I'm done. Right. Yeah. I've right. been done with the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They frauds. We all know that. Drew Timmy is a fraud. All of them are frauds. We know. Hey,
1: shout out Julian Strother. <laughs> messed up. I say his name wrong for Gonzaga. Hey, he might have a big year, 6'8 guy. Look, a guy who looks like he could transition to the NBA. Pretty seamless. We'll we'll see what he do this year. But, yeah, Gonzaga, I I ain't got it no more for you. I tried to put you in there a few times. Y'all let me down, man. I can't do it. Let
0: let me down, too. Let me down, too. And I I picked him to win an NCAA tournament against Baylor, who is the team that I'm looking out for. Baylor. Yeah, you mentioned mentioned him. Yeah. they, I forgot. I'm, I'm forgetting the name right now, but he um, is a holdover from their championship run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have him. They could be one of those teams. Now, they did just lose against Virginia. They just lost. So, they're going to drop in the rankings. I think they're like eighth or ninth right now. Right. But I think they're still a team to look out for. They're going to be that sneaky team right now. They're fourth in scoring in the nation, shooting 50.6% overall. So... They're going to be there. And then another 10, their next door neighbors in the Big 12, Texas. Texas beat Gonzaga. You know, Gonzaga's number two right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, so they beat Gonzaga. And, I, they like, and I think they're 18, 20 range as far as ranking. So they're going to move up, obviously. And they, again, they, they got Hunter on their team who's, a sco- who's scoring like 18 points per game around their 18, 19. So, again, they're going to be that sneaky team like uh, like Baylor. And they're shooting 52, 52% right now from the field. So, it's pretty good for, you know, a, a, a major team, you know, in a major conference. So, those are two teams that I want to add to the list, Texas and Baylor. See how they do going forward.
1: Man, this college season, I ain't going to lie to you, it's a lot of players to look at all across. I didn't even bring up a – uh, I believe it's Derek Whitehead, another freshman, Jarrus Walker, another freshman, like it's players all up and down these college ranks. And it's it's different. Like the time period we're in, we've seen them from high school. And it's different when I was growing up. Before, you know, you barely heard about him in high school. You just said, and if you knew about him in college, you would catch them. But because the high school basketball like, uh, atmosphere is so big, you're seeing the highlights and stuff. Now, I'm seeing all these familiar names come to college, and it's just damn, I, I don't know what game to watch half the time because there's so many good players. So, I think this is going to be an exciting college season. One I'm definitely going to tune in a lot more to way before the tournament starts. I'm gonna be locked in, man. I need this, I need to see what some of these players right. do for the
0: <laughs> right, and uh, also for the teams, too, is still some strong parody in college basketball. Like yes. Right now, it's like, like UNC, I think they're at the top right now, but then it's the team says not far behind them, and they could knock them off at any point. Mm-hmm. It's Man, it's going to be a crazy when we get to February, January, February, March. That's going to be a crazy time, like always in college basketball. Yes, sir. But, yes, yes man. but that was the end of our basketball edition episode of Stacion Sports. Once again, I was joined by the Mike YJR. Make sure you check out the NFL portion with career Lewis. I know we just came back from a, like a two week hiatus, but we're gonna take another one because it's Thanksgiving weekend and Black Friday. If you into that Friday, I need to
1: snap PS Five, man. I'm still out here. Oh man, oh
0: you, you man, going I, for I, it, huh?
1: It's time, man. I, I can't. I, it's time to go ahead and make the upgrade, man. It's it's about that time. <laughs> I, I,
0: I hit on my I hit on my wish list already. I got I got the ones. Oh okay. okay. The ones I hit on the ones so I'm, I'm sitting good right now but until December until December we signing off. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching.